Hey, what's up, guys? This is Sal. I'm here with Fulfillment Hero today. Dustin couldn't make it. Shout out, Dustin. Um, today, I'm going to bring on a special guest, Adolfo Carrillo. One of my, uh, he's a really good guy, and I'm, he's going to share his story today of how it was to go from, you know, being poor, where you had to migrate to the U.S., um, also going, growing up without a father. And he's going to share his story, you know, when it was just, he was facing possible trouble. Uh, there was drugs around. And, you know, he's going to show how he shifted from taking it from there, you know, of living in an apartment, one, one bedroom apartment with four other family members. He's going to talk us through and show us how he overcame all these struggles. So I'm going to try to bring him on here, see, see how I get him on here. Sorry for the wait there. First, there we are. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. So, I think you have your phone sideways, so I think you need to turn it straight in order for us to be parallel to each other. There we go. Got you. Can you hear me good? Okay. Uh, Turn it the other way. We're still uh, turned sideways. Okay. There you go. There you go. We're good now? Yeah, we're good now. We're perfect. Right on, brother. Um, right on. Wanna, no, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I love your story. You know, you, you're this guy that shows up and you really, truly care about others. That's the thing I notice about you is you have this heart for other people. And, you know, you're always prepared. Every time I talk to you, it's like, hey, I'm going to call you at this time. You call and you show up. Um, but as we know, it wasn't always that way. And uh, I just want us to take us back to your childhood, you know. I think your story starts two months before you were even born, if you want to take us back. Yeah, yeah. So before I go ahead and share my story, you know, I want to um, say hi to everybody viewing here. I uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I also want to thank you for having me on your show. Um, the reason why I decided to do this show is because uh, this show, you know, it's about living a life with a purpose, uh, being fulfilled about that life that you're living. Um, and I know me and you and I met at a Tony Robbins event. And honestly, I didn't really know what, uh, what, it, what it was like to honestly live a fulfilled life till I honestly went to a uh, event in Las Vegas this past weekend where I realized what the meaning of living a fulfilled, uh, a fulfilled life really is. You know, me, myself, uh, and then I'll just kind of share a quick story. So uh, I was in Vegas at a business conference, and um, and me and my uh, and, and me and my roommate were at this conference. When um, one of those nights, we decided to go uh, to uh, just, we were just going around Las Vegas, going to different uh, uh, just different places around Las Vegas. But the whole time, I I could just only think about uh, getting back to the hotel and uh, looking over my notes and. Um, just work. I, I felt like I was just wasting time where I could be spending that time on my business. And then I realized, you know, like um, I haven't been doing a, performing at a high level in my business. I just and and I realized why that is because I've been making it all about um, being successful, whatever that term is for myself. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later on. But I was just focusing on success, success, making money, uh, making it all about business that I have forgot about spending time with my family which is one of the reasons why I, I started my business and why I'm doing everything that I'm doing as well as giving back. Um, so those things that kind of, uh, because of all, although I started thinking about, you know, like I just been making it so much about business that I've been living on the fast track that I haven't been able to uh, really take a moment to step back and live a fulfilled life, you know, and what makes me fulfilled is really uh, my mother, you know, and everything that I'm doing to be able to help others. And then when I tuned, uh, uh, learned a little bit more about your show and everything that you're doing and reading all the people's uh, stories that were on there, man. It just, they clicked. So it, that just helped in 
everything that I was learning this weekend about living a fulfilled life that uh, learning all those stories that it, it absolutely clicked on my mind you know you get you def, uh, and then me and you had a conversation about what the show was about and what your intentions were for the show and as you were sharing all those things and I was actually in Vegas at the time when me and you had this conversation and uh, I want to thank you you know because you've been a part of that uh, journey for me to find what, what really is living a fulfilled life so I want to thank you for that um, and, and once again I, I want to uh, uh, Dustin, I believe Dustin as well, you know, is a part yeah. of it. So I want to thank him and I want to take the time to thank both of you guys. And uh, hopefully you can see me all right. Um, if you guys yeah. can, can, can see me all right, just go ahead and click the like button or, or the hot button. Just let us know. Leave a comment. Let us know that you, can, you guys can hear us clearly or that you guys can see us clearly. I am at, right now at a uh, networking event. It's a real estate networking event. And uh, uh, I had to come up here in the, uh, in the, I guess you would, call it uh the roof so that way i was able it was nice and quiet where i was able to do this um event and uh, it's kind of shiny as you guys can see it's hitting my eyes but it, it, it's nice so it feels good i'm getting the light hitting me as i'm doing this interview so um i'm definitely it's, it's a great date so far um but yeah so let me guys let me take you guys um a little bit back into my story so as you guys know my name is adolfo carrillo uh, i am 24 years old now but my story really starts back when um when i was um when, when, when my mother went ahead and told my father that uh, she was pregnant, um, when my father at that point, uh, from what I, my understanding, when my mother had that meeting with him, what he did was he said that he wanted no, uh, nothing to do, wanted to be no part of the pregnancy, did not care for my mother and I, and literally turned around and left. Um, so uh, two months later, of course, I was born at this point now, and um, my mother, we, I come from a really poor family. You know, it was just... Where, where were you born at? Pardon me? Where were you born at? So I was born in Toluca, Mexico. Um, it's about an hour, uh, an hour away from Mexico City. Um, so, yeah, so born in Toluca, Mexico. Two months later, um, my, um, my mother made a very tough decision, one of her toughest decisions in her life, and that was to immigrate to the United States. And the reason why that was, was because um, we were really poor family. It was my grandma and a couple of my uncles and my aunts. And, uh, and honestly, like um, my, mom had, my mom throughout the whole pregnancy, uh, from my understanding, she actually kept working till almost the day that I was born. So that can kind of give you an idea of how poor we were, that she had to keep working until that uh, time. And actually, I think she was working the day I was actually born as well, too. So again... Um, already uh, living in, uh, living in, uh, coming into a poor family, uh, which I'm really grateful. I've learned a lot of uh, humble experience and a humble lessons because I, I grew up poor and I, I still consider myself poor. Um, but uh, so yeah, so two months she made a, a decision that um, you know she wanted to give me a better life, and she knew that uh, the American dream was just uh, a border away. So she knew that. Uh, she had to immigrate to the United States so that way uh, she can send uh, money back home so that way um, uh, grandma could buy me diapers, uh, food, and uh, I would be taken a little bit more well care of. Um, so two months old, mom immigrates to the United States. I'm left with my aunt and my grandma. Uh, fast forward four years later, my grandma passes away. And um, so grandma passes away and uh, my mom comes back. She... Uh, she comes to get me. Um, I remember actually um, the, that day when, she, when I first um, learned that my grandma was, had passed away. Like um, Everybody was down in the basement. They were setting up her funeral there, and I was upstairs. And, uh, and, nobody, wanted, and, and nobody wanted to tell me what was going on because my grandma, I knew my mom was in the United States, but I also treated my grandma as my mom. I, I would call her mom as well, my grandma. And, uh, and nobody wanted to tell me what was going on. They told me to stay upstairs in the room, and uh, they wouldn't allow me to come downstairs. And then later on, I find out that um, it, it was because my, my grandma had passed away. And, uh, and I remember uh, a couple of days later, I finally meet my mom in person um, after, like, those two months. And I remember that... Uh, um, I remember that... It, 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 uh, like, I, I don't know, like, I knew she was my mom and I had realized everything that she had done for me, but it was hard for me to have, like, for me to, like, run to her and be like, Mom, like, I love you and have those uh, feelings that uh, 
uh, mother and son should have. It was just really hard. I, I didn't have those feelings. Um, with that said, when uh, she made the decision that we had to immigrate back to the United States and I had to come with her, um, I, I, I didn't want to. It was, it was, I wanted to stay back with my, my family back at, in Mexico, you know, who I was around every single day. And it was just hard, and I, and, I, and I know it was really hard for her as well because, you know, in some way, um, I, I was four years old at the time. You know, I, I was a little kid. My, my mindset, my mentality wasn't there and fully understanding everything that was going on. I had just lost my grandma, who I had treated as a mother for a really long time. And, uh, and now I was told that I would leave my whole family back in Mexico, about 90% of it, to go ahead and immigrate uh, now to the United States with my mom, which at that time, she had my younger sister, Nadia, which is 21 years old now, and my uh, dad. Uh, I call him dad, but stepdad at the time. And, um, and, and it was just a, really a, um, uh, it was really just, uh, it was just really, it was really tough, you know, just um, everything that I was going through at the moment. And then I wanted to uh, have that love or show my mom that, 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 that love that I had for her and that appreciation. But it was, it's, just, it's just hard, you know, when, when you, you're not constantly with somebody every single day and you build that love and that trust, um, it, it was just hard. So that's kind of uh, um, how it was about um, the, the beginning stages of my, of my childhood. Now, uh, did you have a question or did you want yeah, so to go? How, how old were you at that time? So I was four years old. I was four, four years, years old, old at okay. the time. Wow. So my mom immigrated when I was two months old. And then at four years old uh, was when my grandma passed away and my mom came back to Mexico to come get me. And then we immigrated back to the United States. Got you. Um, yeah, so take us through, you, you know, um, that's a lot to go through for uh, being four years old. Um, and how, I mean, from there, what, where did you go? From there, what, I'm sorry? So from there, where did you go? Like, did you went back with your mom? How did how did your life go forward from there? Yeah. So from there, so I'll, I'll kind of take you guys on from four years old. So from there, uh, we we um, we immigrated to the United States. We landed here in Chicago. I remember landing here in Chicago and seeing snow for the first time. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I was really excited about that. Um, and then uh, a couple of years later, we had a the biggest thunderstorm here in Chicago. So this was in 1994. I think the the snowstorm was like in 1997 or something like that. Um, but uh, but uh, but so we lived in Chicago for uh, some time with other family members, and then we went ahead and uh, then moved to Virginia because my dad had a, a great uh, job opportunity there. Um, from there on, um, we we were living in Virginia for a while. I was around uh, nine, nine to ten years old. Uh, then uh, at, th at 13 years old, oh, I'm sorry, at uh, 12 years old, we moved back to Chicago. At that time, my dad had a good job. Um, at, th at this time, I am now uh, 12 years old, uh, living the American dream. I was in different uh, soccer traveling teams. I was like about in three different soccer traveling teams. I was, uh, I had the German Shepherd, the white picket fence, the nice house, uh, the awesome friends. Uh, so I um, at this point, um, me and my mom and the, the relationship with the family had grown stronger because while we were still living in Chicago and Virginia, you know, I, me coming into the family, and I'll be honest, you know, I never felt like I was a part of the family. I thought I was just kind of like, um, kind of just like the, the you know, uh, when you go, uh, kind of like a, a third wheel in the whole family. I, I didn't feel like I, I fit it in. I, feel, I didn't feel like the same love that my mom had for my younger sisters or, or that I even fit in the family. So imagine um, for me, for me, I remember, you know, like going through the, that experience with my grandma passing away, moving, immigrating to the United States and, uh, and, I, and then now coming into a family where you don't feel a part of, you know, and, and, uh, and, it, was, and it was really tough. But I'm now 12 years old. Um, I feel like I'm a part of the family or every, the relationship has uh, developed and built stronger than ever and uh, not, not, not stronger than ever, but it, we, we had built a strong relationship. And um, um, my dad, he um, and my, my, my dad might see this, but um, my dad, um, he had an affair. Uh, he had an affair and my mom was not going to take that. Um, so what she did, she took all her savings and uh, she, we were living in West Chicago, so she took all her savings, and we moved into a tougher area in, uh, in the suburb called West Chicago. 
Um, after living in West Chicago, uh, we were living in a one-bedroom apartment. It was uh, uh, myself and uh, four other family members, so my mom, uh, my sister, uh, my aunt, and her child. And and so we were living in this uh, tough area. And I, I remember, you know, Mom, um, it, we, I had not, I have, I had not been, um, so I had not been so close to uh, being in, you know, in a violent care, in a violent area, um, especially after me living in a good neighborhood. Um, so that, then at 12 years that was another transition, you know, where I, I had to let go of the soccer teams. I, I had to go let go of my friends that I had made up until this point. And I had to uh, kind of, from that point on is really where I started to grow up. And um, I really, and my first step into growing up was getting a job. I, I had a, I saw myself and my mom would always tell me, you know, you're the man of the house. So uh, from that point on, I, 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 um, I, I needed to get a job and, 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 and my, and I had to adjust to the lifestyle now that we were living in, you know, uh, being limited to, to money. Um, but it really started getting rough when, um, so, so the divorce happened while I was going from, uh, middle school into high school. And, uh, and I remember living in this tough area where, um, all of my soccer friends were, who, who, all, all, all who were used to be my soccer friends, now they had turned into game bangers, eighth grade, freshman year in high school. So it was, for me, it was like, kind of like, like, what's going on? You know, I couldn't understand it. I was like, you know, we all used to uh, share, uh, uh, share, share, share amazing experiences when we used to play soccer and uh, just have, just have an awesome life that now it's all, it was all about crime. Um, it was all about girls. Uh, drugs. I actually did not um, do any drugs uh, throughout high school. I actually got started getting into drugs um, by the end of high school, um, and, uh, and and I'll share a little bit more about that later on. But um, but th- th- that's what it was. It was just th- it was just drugs for them, and it was uh, crime, game banging, and uh, and the girls. Um, and and really, that I, I I had a hard time because I was living in this neighborhood, and I had a hard time because. Um, either I was a part of the gang, um, so I was getting beat up pretty much almost every day because either uh, because I was in this neighborhood that I didn't want to be a part of their game, so they would jump me, and then I had other gang members coming into this neighborhood and jumping me just because they thought I was part of the game just because of this neighborhood that I lived in. Um, so it just it just got to the point where um, freshman year comes along, um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm hanging out more with the uh, with with the friends in my neighborhood, which are gang members. And then, uh, and then it really didn't get really tough for me uh, until uh, sophomore year. Uh, so sophomore year, something uh, happened in me, where, which I like to call a victim mindset. I had a victim mindset. I, 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 rea- I realized that um, I was never going to get a good job because I didn't have any status here in the United States. So I was like, what's the point of going to college? What's the point of, uh, what's the point of going to college? If I'm not gonna be able to get a good job when I uh, get out of college, um, and then and then also like right now, like I I gotta settle for uh, uh, really poor jobs where either they pay you cash or uh, or they would hire immigrants, and those are usually not the best jobs. So there, I I, I don't know. I saw my I saw I, I thought about my future, and I'm like like I saw my future like the rest of my family members where they were really hardworking people, but just working these really crappy jobs and uh, low, low, low paying jobs that I just kind of, I'm like, you know what? uh, uh, I had, again, I had that victim mindset where I just kind of said to myself, you know what? Like there's, there's no point of like, like living or, or or trying to um, be a good kid. If, if, you know, like there's, there's really nothing going on for me. I always had the dream of going to college, but, I just didn't see it. So, uh, go, say, with that said, I started hanging out with more of these uh, friends that were uh, gang affiliated. I uh, started getting into fights in school. Uh, I got kicked. I got. I was suspended um, almost uh, every other week. Uh, I, it got to the point where I ended up getting kicked out. Um, then I went to an alternative school, got kicked out of there, and then I went to another school, got kicked out of there. And it and it really wasn't until 
my mom moved us out of that suburb, West Chicago, into a better suburb in Naperville. And the reason why that was was because uh, I was facing some possible jail time for a crime that I had not committed, but I was uh, I was uh, getting blamed for by some of the hierarchy game members in that area and uh and basically like i i uh i still had that uh for some reason i still had that uh that um that uh sense of uh courage or or um for a back of uh better words you know like kind of feeling like a badass that you know like no snitching you know so yeah i knew i, I knew that I, I could not tell on them you know because i didn't know one if they were going to do anything to my family and two you know like i didn't want to be known as a snitch in in that neighborhood. So uh, I, I I maintain my innocence throughout the whole trial, and uh, but I I ended up proving my innocence. Um, I ended up proving my innocence that I wasn't uh, guilty for that crime that I was being um, charged for. And then from from when when I was clear from that crime, um, my mom decided to move me into Naperville. But really what did it is that during those times in the courtroom, you know, I, I saw all the kids that had been in trouble and their parents were either not there or their parents were uh, just not supportive of them. They were, I could see like arguments going back and forth with the, the, the kid and the parents. And I just didn't see that same support that my mom had with me throughout that whole uh, trial. And I, and that's really what changed my mind. I was like, man, you know, I was like, what am I doing? You know, I'm, 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 I'm running away from, from from home, I am uh, just causing a lot of trouble to my to my mom. She's she's working two jobs at this time. Um, some of the time, I don't even see her till she gets uh, late uh, late from work, and then all she does is just have a cup of ice cold water. Uh, <laughs> and that's one of my best memories. You know, my mom coming from home and us having a cup of cold water waiting for her, so she can drink it and she was showering, and she would just go back to sleep to go to work the next day and I was like man like what what am I doing you know my mom is so supportive mom that's really where uh, our relationship grew even stronger because I realized how much my mom loved me and that she would do whatever it was to put uh, clothes on her back shoes on her feet and food on the table you know and uh, and that's when my when when my when my mindset changed you know I was like uh, these so-called friends that I thought were at the time my friends were uh, accusing me for a crime that I did not commit and, uh, and and now I'm here facing uh, possible jail time. And at the time, I think it was like maybe like 30 years that I was facing. It could be a little bit more. But um, but I was like, they're not here. You know, if, if anything, they're, they're the ones accusing me of this or, or putting the blame on me. Um, and uh, and from that point on, my mom moved me to Naperville. And I, and I made the decision that I would uh, uh, start fresh. I got a job. And, uh, and I, it, it was hard for me to make friends in this uh in this new school because um <laughs> again for a back of a lot of a lot of better words you know a lot of the hispanics there is, is what a lot of people call whitewash and uh, and and they come and they see this hispanic coming in you know with the baggy clothes uh the, the thug look the thug accent to it it was really hard for me to fit in it wasn't till my second year um that was in that high school that i really started to fit in and make a little bit more friends um, but with all that said, you know, like I knew that my mom was going to do whatever she, um, was in her power to, um, to give us a better life, you know, and something that really also, um, also, well, well, no, um, I didn't, I didn't want to share this, but I mean, I'll go ahead and I'll share this. Um, this is really personal and really dear to me, but when I, when I realized that my mom was going to do whatever she could to give me and my sister a better life was when she, um, was when she, 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 she sat us down and she's like, what do I need to do for you guys to behave? She said, I understand that we we're poor. We don't have much. I, I don't have a very good job, but what, what do I need to do for you guys to behave? She said, I'm trying to give you guys the best that I can or whatever I got for you guys to um, be happy. And then she said, is it the money? Like, do we need more money? Like, is that is that what it is for us to all, all be in harmony and all be happy? And then she said, like, she, she said, if, if I need to, like, I'll, I'll, I'll sell myself um, as in, like, uh, she, would, she would go into prostitution 
because uh, a lot of the mothers in that neighborhood, that's what they were doing. <laughs> and I, and I, and I had no clue. I had no clue of this. And, uh, and, and, but I, but yes, um, that kind of tells you in the neighborhood that I was, you know, some of the mothers had to go through prostitution in order to give the best for their kids or in order to put food on their table, clothes on their back, shoes on, shoes on their feet, you know what I mean? And that's really what, what, what did it for me. I was like, man, I was like, for somebody to do some, something like that for their kids or to really uh, want them to succeed and have everything in life, I was like, I need to, I need to really, uh, my, mom, my, my mom has has done whatever she could to give me the best life. And that started at those two months old when I was born and she immigrated to the United States. And, and from that point, I was like, you know what, um, did, you need to change, you know, you need to really um, not, not do it for yourself, not do it for anybody else, but do it for your mom. Your mom has gone through a lot. My mom has gone through a lot of stuff. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, I, and I need to be respectful of that. I need to be uh, uh, conscious of that. And, um, and, and that's really um, from those seven years on to where I am now. That's really what changed my mom. And uh, like I said, me and my mom didn't have a good relationship. But man, now we have the best. We have a really, really great relationship. Um, I love my mom. I will do whatever, um, whatever it is for my mom. My goal in life is to be able to retire her, and then I want to be able to travel the world with her, and then I want to be able to take care of my whole family, and then after that, I want to do uh, something where I'm I'm able to help out those in need in a bigger way. And then once I have accomplished all those goals in life, then I can go ahead and take care of myself, and then I can take care of uh, of my family. So um, that's kind of a, a little story about me and. Uh, on my journey back then and, um, and, and how life was for me. Wow, man. You know what? I appreciate you sharing that. That was, that was powerful. And I could really feel the love that your mom had for you. That that's, that's amazing. Um, is, and in that point where she sat you down, is that where, is that the decision, the dialogue going on in your head? Are you, is, is that the point that you started moving forward and said, you know what? I'm done with all this. I choose to make a better life no matter what is that is that where the actual shift came from the uh, actual decision yeah so that that has to do a big a big part of it um but but what other what completed that was when I, we were in uh in, in jail going through the trial and we were outside in the waiting room and and again like i saw all these um other people coming in with their uh parents and uh, and, and you can see you Again, for back of latter words, it was it seemed like it was a broken relationship. They weren't being supportive. They were like yelling at each other, and it's like wow, you know. It's like um, every day I went into that courtroom, um, I, I had in I had in mind that I may not come out with my mom. I we we went in there, but at any time I could have gotten detained or I could have gotten locked up at that point. And uh, and and, and again, that that was what that that was. I guess that was like the 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 first part was. When and and that was the biggest part when my mom, um, when I knew she would she was gonna do whatever it took in order to uh, give us the best and be able to, um, um, just give us, um, what whatever she thought in her mind was the life that we wanted, you know, and uh, and and she wanted to eliminate the, all the reasons why we were being so such troubled kids, uh, because one she did not raise us like that she didn't definitely did not raise us like that. And uh, and two, like that's not the ethics that she had gave in us. So um, she just thought that it was just the money, you know, that that we were after, as far as you know, like uh, like being uh, kind of like living that upper class that we had been living in the in the past with my father before the whole um, before the whole divorce or separation happened. And um, and yeah, so so that so that was that, that that was what it did. It you know that conversation that she had with me and my sister that she sat us down and then what really did it was when I was going through trial and she was there in the courtroom you know missing from work and uh and uh and essentially you know we were wasting her time you know being 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 in that courtroom with me because um because uh because of my own decisions and choices that I had made you know and uh and, and we didn't know how we would come out of that courtroom um, but she knew that she was, but I knew that she was going to support me there to the last day or to the last minute. Um, 
um, of that trial or whatever happened. And and from and my mom and my mom's like my homie. Like she like a lover. Like she, um, I can I can go to her, uh, to whatever I need. Um, I know that she'll she'll help me in whatever she can. So uh, I absolutely love my mom. I I always say something, and and that is if um, in Mexico um, they have this saying, you know, that uh, that si puedo llegar a los talones que es mi mamá, seré un hombre completo. So what that means is for me is that if I can um, be this much as what my mom is, um, my my life is fulfilled. My life is. Uh, accomplished, you know, because my mom has great, um, she she has great ethics, she has great respect, um, she's a wonderful woman, and because of that, I believe, and, and because of my mother, I have really high and huge respect for women, because I believe that uh, women will do, especially when it comes to their kids, you know, they will do the, the impossible for them, and I believe that uh, sometimes not all men, but some of us men really underestimate women. And I'm seeing this in the business world as well, too. You know, there's a lot of powerful women and a lot of smart, wise women that are uh, up and coming and really uh, get really taking over the business game as well, too. So uh, overall, you know, um, hopefully down the line, I'm able to do something where I work with women. Um, but, my, but my respect for women has uh, become because I've seen what everything that my mom has been through and everything that she has overcome. That's awesome, man. That's a, uh, you know, you went from, you felt stuck, like, you know, I'm never going to get a good job. I'm never going to get out of this rut. And you shifted the mindset, you know. Um, so somebody back at home that's feeling stuck, whether it's somebody else you want to do it for, or, you know, to search for that reason that, hey, I don't have to live this way, you know, to find that. And yours was your mom. You found out how much she loved you, how much she did for you. Wow, that's amazing, man. I, I love that. Um, real quick, I got a few more questions for you before we have to move on. But uh, I want you to tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. Something that is true and that uh, nobody would agree on me on. Or almost nobody, like one of those things that almost nobody agrees with you on, but you know it to be true. Okay, um, I, I maybe have to put a little bit more more thought of that, more thought into that question, um, but 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 uh, but I will say something um, that uh, that that may be a little bit co- controversial, uh, especially if you're in the education system, um, but something that uh, that at least for me um, that I believe in and that a lot of most people won't believe in is that um, while in uh, college, my freshman year, I, I came across uh, the point where I was, was going to get my bachelor's from Benedictine in accounting, and then I was going to pursue my uh, master's in international business. So I obviously grew a passion for, um, for, for business. And this came through uh, me after high school. Uh, I had to step away two years before I went back into college because I had two choices. I could either uh, go to college and, uh, and, and get my degree or I needed to get a job and be able to pay for my lawyer fees. So then that way when I get out of college, I had uh, some type of status in the United States where I would be able to get a job. So while I was in college, I, 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 had, I had been studying what wealthy people had been doing. And I came to realize that it was two things. It was uh, they were either in stocks or they were in real estate. Um, but overall, they were all business owners in their own way. So I realized, I was like, man, I'm like, you know what? I'm uh, At this point, you know, I, I appreciate school a lot. Um, I'm, I'm a 4.0 GPA student. And I, and I came to the realization that no matter how much I worked or how I would always try to get to the top, but I was never going to be able to get paid for what I was worth. And I would never be able to make a difference in the world working for somebody else. What I did at that point, I started looking into stocks. I actually tried to set up an account and I actually got turned down because I was in a, I didn't have any citizenship. So they, I had a permit at this point, but uh, they, they just gave me so much uh, hard time with verification and wanted a lot of paperwork for my immigration status. So during this time, it gave me the opportunity to look into real estate. One of my good friends um, introduced me into real estate at this time, and I became introduced into the um, 
side of entrepreneurship of business ownership through real estate and uh and and I, I started learning more about real estate after learning more and more about real estate within a a within that same semester i dropped out of i dropped out of school um and i decided that i was going to own my own business and that was going to be through real estate and uh and and entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship business there's no set uh school or criteria that you can take in school it's kind of all about mentorship and self education um so that's why i decided to drop out of school and uh, self educate myself and uh make sure that i was networking with the right people or, the, or connecting with the right mentors uh so something that is really controversial um you know um they um they said that it said that um that in school by going to school um you may not uh learn all the skills that you need as far as running a business or making a business or that you don't need to go to school in order to be successful and i want to say that uh I would agree with that, you know. Um if we look at, at a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever you guys may want to call them, you know, um or whether is uh um the whatever it may be, you know, whether um this the this this the Steve Jobs or the Mark Zuckerberg's, you know, like uh in the world, you know, like they they all self-educated themselves. It was in no no course in school that they took that has led them to their success. Um I may be wrong, um but from what I have read and from what I have understand from personal stories that have been shared through uh, a lot of people that closely know to them, um you know, it's uh for me the really thing that has done it for me is just really self-educating myself and um um last 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 a couple last weekend I met this um this successful entrepreneur that is his goal is to uh he's trying to make it affordable to be able to go into the moon he's worth about 80 billion dollars you know so um as he was sharing his story and uh, everything that he was sharing with us at that uh, business conference he you know he also said it himself you know I mean there's a lot of things that um that uh that you can go to school for but you won't learn in school or um give uh the most out of just going to school you have to go out there and self educate yourself you have to go out there and learn yourself you have to go out there and take action you have to go out there and um and uh and build those relationship and that's what i have personally done myself so um to kind of wrap up your question you know i believe that um if you want to create um success or you want to build a business or whatever um you want to accomplish in life you know um the school is in necessary um it does give you s- some tools but uh but it's really about uh self educating yourself and i think that's where um it's going to be more so within the next couple of years more people are going to be developing their own courses uh something that i always encourage some of my friends you know that um that uh that see me with everything that i'm doing um they like they like man i wish i had my own business you know um i i posted not too long ago some pictures that where we were having a business meeting uh, on a boat really close to like michigan here in chicago oh, so they like yeah. they like man that that would be really cool and i was like uh and i was like you can do it i was like i was like what are you most passionate about i was like whether or or, or what skill do you have and uh, and 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 this is also that is something that i really believe you know and it's like if you have a skill you know it's um for me i knew that i have a skill um i have but but i told them if you have a skill you know um it's your duty to share that with everybody else you know if you know how to um you know like um for the for for um for for this uh, entrepreneur that's trying to make affordable for everybody to go to the moon you know i mean uh, like he said it you know it's my duty to be uh to create that for everybody else you know so if you have a skill that can leverage uh that can change the world in whatever way it may be like it's your duty to share that with everybody so in the example that I showed with my friends is like if you have a skill if you know how to do something that you're really good at it whether it's how to make a bike in a totally different way do it and make a business out of it you know um share that with the world make a difference you know uh, and and innovate the world awesome Yeah, and it's kind of like we talked about, you know, you don't always have to reinvent the wheel, but you could go straight to the source. Who's living life the way you'd want to live it? And who's doing what you're trying to do 
get yourself straight go straight to the source you know what are you guys what are you doing to play at this level and start surrounding yourself with those type of people and i, I think that's very important too I, I love i love that man i agree with you on that one yeah and then uh to to kind of go a little bit more and in, deeper into what you just said you know something that i also realized was that um, I remember sitting in my college classes and I remember I was like, man, if my teacher, if my instructor is so smart and he knows all of this, why doesn't he have his own business? So why isn't he doing it himself? And, and I remember sitting uh, many times there and, and, uh, and just thinking about that. And uh, I was like, man, what, what, what? Like, I don't understand. Why doesn't he work for like the best company? Like he's, he's so smart. He's, he's teaching this other stuff. And to me, it was just like really... Um, I couldn't understand it. I, I didn't. I, I, I just, I couldn't. I just couldn't understand it. So um, with that said is that um, what you said, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel, but sometimes we just got to associate ourselves. So we got to uh, put ourselves with those people that are doing the things that we want to do. And, uh, and I realized, you know, like my instructors are, yeah, they're teaching this, but they're teaching this stuff out of a textbook. Like these people are not actually doing it every single day. Mm. I want to learn from those people that are actually doing it every single day, taking action, uh, being successful, thriving. Yeah. And uh, that's awesome, bro. Uh, I got two last questions for you before we wrap it up. Um, what What's your proudest moment? To this point in your life, what could you say is your proudest moment? Take us back. Live it. Relive it. Uh, well, what would be my what would be my proudest moment? Um, I I I have a I have a couple of them, and and they all come, and they all come, uh, and they all come. My mom is a part of in all of them, but my proudest moment would have to be when I'm mom when I bought my mom uh, a living room set. Mm. So there was a time where. Um, we had moved in into, uh, uh, where we were, we, we had moved in into Naperville and, uh, and we didn't have any sofas. We didn't, we barely had any type of, uh, uh, silverware or, or diningware, um, or, um, um, supplies or anything like that or whatever you call them. Uh, no beds, you know, and I remember, and I remember that I, that I told my, I told my mom, I was, I believe I was 13 years old at the time. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, I am going to buy you a living room set. It didn't take me, it took me about like 17 or 18 years old. But, uh, but I remember going to, I remember going to um, uh, Valley City Furniture Store or something. Or maybe, that, maybe that's what it was called. I don't really recall what it's called. But uh, I remember picking up that living room set uh, from my mom that I had one, pro one time promised to her. So it had been... Like what, like three or four years, and I and I remember at that time I was like, man, I'm gonna give my mom a living room set, and uh, and I went ahead and I and that was my proudest moment, being able to I had work I had worked so hard in my job that I I I I had I had enough money where I went ahead and I bought that living room set cash, and uh, and I I brought it over to her, and uh, and and wow, I mean it. it uh, it wasn't about the living room set or anything like that, but it was just, um, you know, I was like, man, you know, I, I, I never thought, you know, my mom had, was always providing for us, you know, and, uh, and from that point, that point on, I realized, you know, that, um, that, uh, that it's my duty to be able to take care of my mom from that point on, you know, and, and, uh, and, and some of you guys have, have passed that, the, that point, you know, where your parents have been paying everything for you but then there comes a point where you you buy something for them or 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 you know that you got or, or they're, at, they're at that age where um now you have to step up and uh take care for them and that was really uh, my proudest moment being able to buy that living room set um and not coming home to an empty apartment my mom sitting on the floor and um and just being able to uh put that nice living room set in her in her, in her, in her, in her apartment, and from that point on, I made the promise to myself that uh, I told her, you know, like the next step is to retire you, and uh, and 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 I promise you that uh, we'll be able to travel the world, and uh, and then I'll be able to retire my whole family, and I'll be able to take care of everybody, and uh, and that was kind of me saying, you know, like it's it's time for me to step up and and uh, now give back to um, because of so much that you have 
given given back to us. Um, so that would have to be my proudest moment. Do you remember the look on her face when you came home with that? Yeah, I remember. I mean, uh, um, she wasn't home. I got it all set up, and uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> my mom is of uh, short words or not a lot of words, but yeah. um, but I could see it. You know, she's she's very um, how do you say it? Uh, uh, in Spanish, they call it guerita, so like um, like very light skin. So yeah. I could see, I could see her 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 cheeks just <laughs> she was so beautiful like her cheeks were blushing um uh, she was smiling like she was she was just happy you know and, and and it could have been like the crappiest living room set and this is something that I've learned from my mom you know like it's just the thought you know my mom yeah. would you can give her whatever maybe she may not even need it she may not even um it may not be the most expensive thing but to her it's just really the thought the thought being put into whatever is given to her or whatever she has in life. So um, I, I could see it. It was just joy, um, just tears in her in her eyes. And I think um, at that point, she, she realized that, um, that I had changed my life around and that if I was going to set my mind to something, I was going to go ahead and, and commit it, commit to it. And then she kind of had seen uh, little stuff like this. I remember us, um, there was a, another, another quick proud moment was, we were um, uh, still living in West Chicago, and I remember uh, at that time, I, uh, uh, there was kind of towards the end when everything bad was happening. Uh, I was working at the time, and, uh, and, and there was a point where, where there were no Christmas presents on the tree, under the tree. And, uh, and, and, and you know what I mean? It's not about the presents. It's about being able to be with the family and experience that time with them. But, you know what I mean? The, the presents... Um, give it that uh, different meaning to Christmas, you know. And I remember I saved up um, that whole entire year. I was working, I was working, I was working. By the end of that whole entire year, I had uh, saved $300 under uh, the sofa. The, um, back when we were living in West Chicago, I had literally made a hole under the sofa. And every time that I would make money um, from my job, I would go ahead and uh, stash it under there. And I remember uh, um, that year about presents for the whole family and uh and, and again you know i mean that uh that that satisfaction of uh us having presents under the christmas tree and uh and being able to open them as a family and and uh and my mom i remember i was given she she was the she was the one that got the most presents but i remember you know like she put the presents aside because all she wanted to do was just hug me and thank me and and uh and i can tell that she was very proud of me so anytime that my mom is proud of me that's when it's going to be my proud moments that's awesome man i love that i love that you know that's that's a that's a really good heart man that you're thinking of you know you could have just been thinking about yourself and how am i going to get ahead but you you thought about the family and your mom and i love that man thank you for sharing that thank you um last question is Adolfo, how do you want to be remembered? <laughs> what are you going to leave? How do you want to be remembered? So the way I want to be remembered is um, by making a difference. And what I mean by that is by, you know, um, being able to say, you know, like um, Adolfo uh, was able to uh, change my, my life in some way or the other, was able to motivate me, was able to inspire me. Adolfo uh, gave uh, numerous countries. Um, but 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 be able to go to different parts of the world and be able to spend time with those that are in need and 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 you know like Adolfo was successful in in whatever he did uh, in in life. But what made him more successful was the many people that he helped, the lives that he changed, uh, the the people that he encouraged, the people that he motivated, the people that he saw that uh, they could do whatever. It, they could, they, they, they want to do in life. Um, and, and that's what it is, you know, um, in Vegas, I was at that event where um, the, the theme of it was having a business, uh, a for purpose business. Um, and, and that really um, brought me back to my roots of why I started my whole business. And that's because I want to, uh, I knew that um, the, the first thing what I, that I was going to do once I had profit from my business was uh, donate some of that money onto charities. And then, and then my next goal was to 
make a foundation where I would be to uh, charities like uh, breast cancer awareness, kids with epilepsy, um, human human trafficking, human uh, trafficking, uh, trafficking, um, so stuff like that, you know. And I, and and I wanna and I wanna be able to help in in those kind of charities, you know, make a difference in those kind of charities. To me, it's not it's, it's not even about um, success for me. Um, is being able to retire my mom and being able to travel for her, but. After I accomplish that, now I'm on the mission to be able to help a lot of these organizations that are up to great things, uh, contribute with other entrepreneurs, and I think that we can uh, all really make a a difference in the world. And uh, and something that I would like to do is to be able to. I'll give you this quick story. So yesterday I was doing something called the Man Ch- Man Challenge by David Fabricius. So this consisted of doing uh, one uh, one mile swim. Um, in a sea, in a sea, a one mile sea swim, uh, 109 push-ups, 109 uh, pull-ups. Uh, I'm sorry, 108 push-ups, 108 pull-ups, uh, 122 sit-ups, uh, 30 mile rope climb with 25 pounds on our back, as well as uh, marching 19 miles with 50 pounds on our back. And uh, I mean, we went to this place called Apple Canyon. It's here in Illinois. Um, a very nice park, um, and and as we were hiking up these trails, uh, we every time that we would see somebody in their, um, in their off-road car, you know, like they would they would pass by us, and everybody was just uh, every time you would see somebody, they would they would just say hi, you know, hi, 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 just uh, and, and it was really beautiful, it was really amazing, you know, be, just being in a place where everybody was just so friendly, um, everybody was just so polite, you know, and. And I think that's what um, um, what what I would want to be remembered for for something like that for somewhere where I can build a community where everybody's just happy, everybody's just polite, everybody's just loving, everybody just cares about one another. Like that would be uh, uh, a well lived life, I would say. Wow, I love that. And you you, uh, you know, personally, you inspired me to uh, readjust some of my goals to be more of giving. Um, so that's why I like you know, connecting with you and you inspire me to do that. I'm like, man, this guy so giving, you know, you you really care about other people and it helped me to get on that track. So you inspire me. I love working with you, man. I love keeping yeah, communication. And, and I appreciate it. And I want to share this other story really quick about this, uh, 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 Caleb, I met him at the event. He was one of the speakers and, oh, yeah. uh, and he's, he, he became a millionaire by 16 and he said something super powerful. He said, um, he said, I became a millionaire by 16 because I give. There was a time where he was reaching out to people. He was reaching out to clients and nobody would pick up the phone or he wasn't making a sale. So he changed his mindset and he's like, you know what, for the rest of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give, uh, f- five, five, I'm going to give five different people, um, my course or whatever that was at the, his product, whatever it was at that time. And the first five people, he, he went again and he gave it to them. Then there was more. And then, and then he just felt good about it that he and given and given. And that's something that I really took away from him, that um, that uh, that the more he give, the more he got back. But it's oh, or being like, oh, I'm going to give just to give back. That's not what it is. It's it's that really that 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 feeling of fulfillment, you know, that feeling good, you know, that you're giving back. And, uh, and something that uh, Boyan here at, uh, at the event that I'm in right now, he said something as well too, that there's going to come, there's going to be a point where um, all this giving is just going to turn into, uh, it's just going to monetize itself some way or the other because you're bringing so much value to people. You're helping out people in a big way that it's just kind of like that law of attraction. So we just turn... So I want I want to make this uh, sh- I want to make this um, I want to make this epic and I know um, I, I, I tons of people watch your show and every and everybody tunes into this so I want to I want to make a challenge I want to make I, I want to challenge you I want to challenge you and then after you complete this challenge I want you to challenge somebody else so okay. I want to challenge you to get a set of people. And that hold on, hold you're, on. So you're, you're going, going to, re- to go to. You're going to have um, to repeat that. Can you repeat that? You're cutting out on me. 
Can you hear me? Having some. No, now I can hear you. We're having some difficulties. Uh, I didn't. Um. Okay. So as I was saying that I. All right. Is it good? Now it's good. I, I believe that. I believe that the signal on my part is good. I don't know if it may be uh, uh, on your part, but uh, but the audience that everybody that's watching here, I want you guys to just go ahead and comment if uh, you guys can hear us clearly, or if one of us is kind of uh, coming in and out more than the other, so that way we can kind of adjust. I may go in just. Part and I'm connecting onto the Wi-Fi, but um. But, uh, but, oh, yes, so I was saying, so I want to make this, um, I want to make this epic. And I want to, by challenge, um, to this challenge that I actually uh, was in the works of it. But since we're on here and, uh, and, and you said that I, I inspire you to give back. So le let's go ahead and do this. So after you're done with this challenge, I want you to go ahead and challenge somebody else. So the challenge is going to be that you're going to go to the dollar store and then you're going to pick uh, five different items. So you're going to spend a total of like about $5, maybe $6 in total. And then you're going to... You guys are going to make care packages for the homeless. So this is something that we're going to do in Chicago, but this is something that I want to go... I want you to go ahead and do uh, in New Mexico. Would you be up for that challenge? Yeah, yeah. So, because uh, I didn't hear the last part of it, you buy the six different items and then you go out and schedule a day to give them out. Is that what you said? Exactly. So, or, so yeah. So they're called pa care packages. So they're they're going to be for the homeless. Um, so they're going to be. Um, so whether it's like a, a um, you know, like a, um, feminine wipes or. Uh, toothpaste, toothbrush, whatever it may be, you know, just spend $5. That's all, $5. And, uh, and then set up a date where you're going to uh, come together with other people. And then you guys are going to do care packages. You guys are going to go to the most devastated area in, your, in New Mexico or where there's a lot of homeless people. And then you guys are going to make care packages and then just hand them out for that entire day or half a day, whatever it may be. Are you up for it? I'm up for it, man. You got my word okay. on that one. Yeah, love that. All right. All right, so uh, so so um, the sooner you do it, and the sooner you set the date, the, the more people we're gonna have. So uh, once you do it, uh, go on and make it live. You know, I'll make a post. You'll be like, I challenge you now to do this, and then uh, and just uh, let them know about the whole cost that we're doing. Uh, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna uh, do it as well too. So I'm gonna get my five items, and then I'm gonna go ahead and uh, challenge somebody else to go be a part of this, and we're gonna make this uh statewide and is this uh is there a hashtag on this challenge that you want to name it is there something uh, that we want to call it um so we so we know what challenge we're doing you know we could name it something um so you know i mean in honor of uh coming up with it and and, and implement it here you know i would i would uh i would uh i would i would, uh, I would um um uh, I, I, I would i would it could be something like uh uh, fulfilled life or uh, fulfilled hero. I leave that up to you. Okay, cool. We'll hashtag you... fulfilled hero and we'll start tagging people. Cool. So we'll I hashtag. Love it, bro. So we'll still we'll, and, I, and we'll hashtag it fulfilled hero and yeah. uh, and it's a challenge. So uh, let, let let's make this huge. Let's make this a let's big impact. Uh, I I don't know uh, from my screen. I'm not able to see uh, how who's on here um, or who's tuning in, but. If you're tuning in or you're on here, I want to challenge all of you guys to um, be a part of this, you know. And if we haven't challenged you yet, uh, message us and say that you want to be a part of this. And, uh, and then go out and buy those five items and then uh, tag somebody else to be a part of this of movement. Throw a like on there if you want to be a part of this challenge. Yeah, um, throw a so like. Yeah. Throw, throw a little heart. Share this. Uh, hashtag this. Whatever it is. But let's spread the word out. Let's make... Um, a difference other than just trying to make a difference for ourselves and uh, let's help a lot of people out let's really truly make an impact on this world that is uh, really needed in uh, tough times you know um, because you I, I realized myself you know, that uh, um, not because of the speakers that had said it or or something that I didn't know already but um, I realized you know I mean uh, um, we, we all 
try to um, we all try to be successful. We all try to make money, but it's not really the money that we're after. It's what the money can pay for us, what the money can buy, you know. And uh, and what's the point of having all this money if you're not uh, living a fulfilled life or if you're not making a difference? Or because um, at the end of the day, it's not the money that you're gonna leave with at the end of this um, at this uh, at the end of this life, but it's really the impact and I love that question what do you want to be known for you know and it's and it's uh, and it's really that you know what what do we want to be known for you know like wouldn't it be so awesome for uh somebody to come come to our kids or our grandkids and be like you know like uh man Adolfo was such a great person or uh Tommy or uh Diana was such a great person like they they gave they gave they gave they gave and they really made a, a big impact in the lives of a lot of people you know like I think that's uh really beautiful and really wonderful uh, thing to be known for so it's uh it's it's on us you know if it's uh, it's caring for humanity and it's caring for one another um and uh and, and it's truly a, a, a good um uh, I, for me it's a, it's been a blessing you know to be able to contribute or give one way or, or the other and i know this challenge is going to be uh very inspiring very uh life-changing and i and i just can't wait for us to um get a lot of people that are involved in this challenge it's five dollars guys you know it's a cup of coffee or uh, a trip to mcdonald's you know but uh to somebody in need it, it's really it could mean like their whole week um uh, it can mean a, a lot of things to them you know um so uh, i i i would like for all of you guys to come and uh help us and support this as well too so see you guys i Let's told you it. this guy is it's about people, man. I love that. Yo, this is a good challenge. And we're gonna, I'm going to take it far, man. Let's see all my givers out there, you know, people that want to make an impact. Let's see what we can do. Like you said, it's something simple. And let's, let's see what we can do with this. Um, yeah, so, well, guys, yeah, that's it for two. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, that's it for the show today. Um, I want to thank Adolfo. Man, powerful story. I love that you got vulnerable and you shared. Um, I love the love that you have for your mom and your mom has for you. That's, uh, that's an amazing story. Um, very powerful. Uh, you're driven and you're driven to help others. That's, that's the cool thing. Like you said, there's success and then we all want for ourselves, but you're a prime example of what it is to give to others. And I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing. I mean, uh, you're an amazing individual and, uh, I, you know, just being friends with you is awesome. I mean, that's, that's the kind of people I want to be around. So no, thank you for coming on, brother. And it's my pleasure uh, having you on here. So I'm going to bring in a special guest on here. This is, uh, hey, how's it going? Man, this is Matt. We're on a What's live up? with my buddy here. Um, and uh, we're just talking about, uh, uh, so he's a very wise man. So I want him to give uh, a couple of tips on business and as well as, uh, as on giving back. Who, me? Yes. All right, guys, in business, there's two main things that you wouldn't think about that I would give you advice on is that networking and self-educating. So no matter what business you're in, this is not industry specific, meet other people that are in your industry and um, go to different networking events, find out, find someone that's doing what you want to do and learn from them. Another thing is always self-educating. Whatever you want to do, if you don't know how to do it yet, learn from other people, um, listen to podcasts, read books, go to seminars, go to boot camps, just continuously self-educating and as you do that, you'll scale and you'll go further in your business and your industry. And those are the, the best two tips that I can give. And anything about giving back or, or, in, in giving back. or making a so difference in the world. What I like to do uh, and what I would advise you and also do is, you know, always pay it forward. So as you go along in your industry and what you're doing, always give back to others. Be willing to share. Be willing to help other people get to where you are because you never know the person next to you, even if it doesn't matter what they're doing. Um, they're going to grow, and as they grow, if you help them grow, they're going to give back. And as you give back to other people, it's just going to continuously grow and grow. So it's always about you get what you give back. So the more you give back, the more you give back. That's awesome. And then uh, so this totally ties in into the whole show and everything we were kind of talking about. But uh, now we actually came up with a challenge that um, as far as giving back, and that challenge was that um, I'm going to be purchasing uh, five things from the dollar store and then we're going to set up a date where we're going to uh, spend the whole day just giving back to 
um, other people. So it's going to be kind of like a care package for the homeless. And then we're going to distribute that. So uh, my challenge is that I was going to go ahead and to the dollar store buy five things. And then after that, I was going to go ahead and challenge somebody else to do the same thing. And then we were going to set up a date where we were going to all just go ahead and make these care packages and distribute them. So now since you got on here, now I want to go ahead and I want to challenge you to buy to buy five things uh, from the dollar store. All you got to do is a five dollar minimum and then uh, come together with me so we can make these care packages. So you accept? accept your challenge. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That. And then yeah. uh, so uh, so we're gonna hashtag it uh, fulfilled hero, and then uh, also um, also uh, I'm gonna have him. So this is um, fulfilled hero show, uh, but I'm also gonna have him. And I already talked to Ricardo about it, about having you and Ricardo on my on my show and sharing you guys' journey as well too, and and for you guys being on there. So we talked yeah. about next week on Thursday. So uh, we'll we'll set that up. But we'll keep you guys in tune. But, uh, but thank you, man. Nice. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. So wow, right on. how was that? You know, he uh, kind of jumped in here, but just really uh, uh, finished the the show strong and and uh, with everything that we had talked about as far as our education and business tips, and and then as and of course the big thing, just giving back. So I challenged him. So now the challenge is on. So now he has to challenge somebody else. So that's what it's about, guys. It's about taking initiative and taking action right away. Don't wait. Do not wait for whatever yeah. maybe. Um, and, and, uh, and, and I'm, I'm not saying it to you guys, but that, uh, I, in better way, I should say it to me, you know, like what I've done that has helped me is being able to take action, quick action and, uh, and not wait for things to happen on its own, but making them happen. So that's something that has really helped me out. And, uh, and, 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 and I know it's gonna, uh, keep on helping me out throughout my journey. So, uh, we got another one. Yeah. I love it, brother. We're going to get this going. Um. So that's it for today. Once again, appreciate you, brother. And we're going to catch up, and you'll see a Facebook Live and an Instagram pop-up on the event we have for passing those out, those care packages, because we're going to follow up with that this week. You're going to – yeah. We're gonna, well, so, I'll tag you uh, again, to, so you get I, to I see it. Thank, so, I appreciate it. Once again, I want to thank you. I want to thank Dustin, and I want to thank all the viewers that we had on here. Um, if you're watching this on the replay, hashtag repay, uh, get, uh, comment what was your biggest takeaway um, if you're going to be a part of this challenge. And, uh, and, and I just can't wait for the many other speakers that are going to be on the show. This is a great movement. This is a great show. This is a great cause um, for the purpose of this show. And, uh, and, and I'm really, truly glad that I was a part of it. And uh, more than anything, I'm um, blessed with um, having the relationship and, uh, and being able to build that friendship with you. So... Uh, thank you, Salvador. I admire you. I appreciate you, and I am very grateful for you. Thank you for being such a great friend. Right on, Adolfo, Adolfo Carillo, guys. Look out for him. Right on, guys. Thanks. That's it for today. Thank you. Have a good rest of